Today on the newscast, the United States launches airstrikes against Iranian-backed Shia militias. What was hit, what does it mean, and what comes next? Get all the breaking details coming up. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We've been talking a lot here over the past week about these Iraqi Shia militias who are operating with the full support of the Iranian regime as they target U.S. personnel in Iraq. Now the United States has responded. Last night, February 25th, the U.S. carried out airstrikes against these Shia militias along the Iraq-Syria border. Now, the strikes actually targeted sites on the Syrian side of the border. The main target was something called the Imam Ali compound in eastern Syria. Now, this is a compound controlled, surprise, surprise, by Iran's Revolutionary Guards Corps. It is a transit point between Syria and Iraq where the Shia militias travel back and forth from Iraq into Syria. And at this compound, there are weapons stored. Reportedly, there may even be missiles stored there. Israel has carried out airstrikes as well in the past few months along that Iraq-Syria border. So folks, it has really become a hot spot buzzing with Iranian activity, kind of a transit point, a meeting point for all of these Iranian-backed militias. Now, here are the particulars. This compound was hit. Uh, U.S. fighter jets obviously carried out the strikes. Reportedly, 17 people, perhaps as many as 22 of these Iran-backed fighters were killed in this airstrike. The main target, according to the United States, was an organization called Khaitib Hezbollah. They are the number one Iraqi Shia militia, very close to the Iranian regime, with a presence at this Imam Ali compound. We know for sure that one of these Khatib Hezbollah fighters was killed in the airstrikes. Unclear who else was operating there last night when the strikes went down. But folks, there you have it, the United States response to what we've been talking about here on the newscast over the past week and a half, this steady barrage of rockets against U.S. personnel inside Iraq. Let's back up for a second. It all started on Monday, February 15th, when a U.S. base in Erbil in northern Iraq, actually in the Iraqi Kurdistan region, was struck by rockets. One U.S. service member was hurt. Several more U.S. contractors, American citizens, were injured. And a foreign contractor working closely with U.S. forces was killed. So this was a deadly rocket barrage on February 15th. Then last Saturday, February 20th, we had another rocket barrage north of Baghdad, targeting U.S. contractors there. And lastly, the big one, uh, this Monday, February 22nd, I believe, uh, the U.S. Green Zone uh, in Baghdad, two rockets fell inside the Green Zone and nearly hit the U.S. Embassy there. I say all that to say, number one, to give you some background, but number two, to show you that the Biden administration felt compelled to respond They had to because there are U.S. service members there, some 2,500 U.S. service members still in Iraq. Now, folks, you might not like that. we, We read our comments. We love your comments. Keep them coming. A lot of people are saying, hey, we shouldn't be there in the first place. Get our boys out of there. I understand the sentiment 100%. Maybe we'll talk about that on a future newscast. But for the time being, like it or not, 
There are Americans in Iraq. By the way, I mentioned our commenters. Folks, just to boil it down in a very easy to understand way, a few people have said in the past few days, is it Iraq or is it Iran? Which is it? You're talking about these Shia militias. Okay, here's the deal. These are Iraqis. The people who were targeted last night are Iraqis who live inside Iraq, operate inside Iraq, but they are loyal to the Iranian regime, if that makes sense. These are Shia. Iran is Shia. They are the Shia powerhouse. Not to get too in the weeds about Sunni Shia. Know this, that Iran is the most powerful Shia nation in the world, and their cause is to spread their violent, extreme brand of Shia Islam far and wide, and they have some willing participants in the large Shia population inside Iraq. Obviously, not all the Shia in Iraq, but some of them march to that Iranian drumbeat, and hence you have these Iraqi militias that operate under the orders of the Iranian regime. Folks, it's really no different than what Iran does with Hamas in Gaza, Palestinian Islamic Jihad in Gaza, Hezbollah in southern Lebanon, the Houthis in Yemen. The Iranian regime is the head of the snake when it comes to terror throughout the region, and these Iraqi Shia militias are just one more of these Iranian proxies. Their tentacles have spread far and wide in Iraq, in Lebanon, in Syria, in Yemen, and it is their intention. With this border crossing that was struck last night, this is a transit point, again, for the Iranian land bridge that they want to build, stretching from Iran all the way to the Mediterranean, you guessed it, at Israel's doorstep. But the Biden administration response, again, not a game changer. They did something, uh, and they targeted these Iran fighters, but At the end of the day, this was not meant to be a game changer by the Biden administration. Just listen to the statement. I'll read it off my phone here so I get it correct. But this statement was read last or was released last night by the Biden administration in the wake of these strikes. And it read this proportionate military response. Key word there, folks, proportionate was conducted together with diplomatic measures including consultation with coalition partners, the operation sends an unambiguous message. President Biden will act to protect American and coalition personnel. At the same time, we have acted in a deliberate manner that aims to de-escalate the overall situation in both eastern Syria and Iraq. Catch those key words. It was a proportionate response. We also used diplomatic measures And the ultimate endgame of these strikes was to de-escalate the situation, uh, a.k.a. this was a one-time thing. We had to save face here. We can't let Americans be bombarded with rockets. We had to save face. They say, look, we're sending a message to Iran. I don't think Iran received the message, folks, or the memo. This does not change the Biden administration strategy of re-entering that Iran nuclear deal. They want to come to the table and make peace with Iran. They want to re-enter that disastrous Iran nuclear deal. What does this mean for the region? We know it's bad for America. It's bad for Israel. It's bad for the region. That's why, once again, I hope people are listening. I know the mainstream media, at least here in the States where I am, they're not really paying too much attention to this. It gets a passing mention. But I hope people are listening Uh, Israel's defense minister, Benny Gantz, said this week that if we need to, we will strike Iran's nuclear facilities. Israel's foreign minister, Gabi Ashkenazi, basically said the same thing. 
Benjamin Netanyahu, the current prime minister, has been saying that for years now. And we even had the chief of staff of the Israel Defense Forces last month, or earlier this month, I'm sorry, say, hey, we are drawing up plans right now to strike Iran's nuclear facilities if we deem it necessary. I say all that to say, if and when the Biden administration re-enters that Iran nuclear deal, folks, it makes war more likely and not less likely because Israel says our back is against the wall. This guarantees that Iran will get the bomb. You would say on its face, what do you mean, Eric? It's a deal that is supposed to uh, negate Iran's nuclear activities and slow all of that down. Number one, the Iranians have shown no hesitation at operating covertly and at underground facilities and denying access to IAEA nuclear inspectors. Uh, That's first. Secondly, I've mentioned this on previous newscast, there is a sunset clause in that Iran nuclear deal. What does that mean? Literally, folks, what it says, when the sun sets on the deal, the deal is over. And if the deal ends after 10 years, when those 10 years are up, Iran can do as it pleases. So all this does is kick the can down the road a bit when it comes to Iran's nuclear weapons program. Israel knows that. And Israel views this, rightly so, as an existential threat, folks. I've said it before. I'll say it again. When evil men tell you they want to kill you, you should listen to them and take them at their word. If the 20th century, the century of Mao, Stalin, Hitler, and Saddam taught us anything, it taught us that. The Iranian regime is very clear about its intentions to destroy the state of Israel. And if they get the weapons to do that, They will do it. Their ideology demands it, and they shape their policies around that radical ideology. Hey, we are approaching, fast approaching, 200,000 subscribers here on the Watchman Newscast. First of all, thank you all. We can't do it without you. We really appreciate you tuning in. We try to live up to the name, the Watchman, and be Watchmen on the Wall for you for such a time as this, just bringing you the kind of cutting-edge, timely information and analysis that you just won't hear anywhere else, certainly not in the mainstream media. So help us, if you can, to get to 200,000 subscribers. And we believe that God Almighty will continue to expand what we are doing for such a time as this. By the way, amid all these wars and rumors of wars, he still sits on the throne. He is still sovereign and he will never leave you or forsake you. Be encouraged. Have a great weekend. God bless you, and until next time, never hold your peace.